The following message entitled Finding God's Will was given by Bob Mundorf on the 24th of April, 2016. To learn more about our church, please visit sgcindianapa.org. You know those games where, I think they're icebreakers, where you have to tell people something they probably don't know about you? Well, I have one, like, in my back pocket. I've had it for a while, and I'm just going to tell all 400 or whatever of you today, so I won't be able to use this, but something that most people don't know about me is that about eight years ago, seven, eight years ago, I got struck by lightning, for real. I was uh, in my garage, and there was this huge storm that came through very quickly, and um, this big bolt of lightning crashed down, and the power went out in the garage, and I have an electric garage door opener, so... Um, I wanted to close the door and get into the house and I couldn't push the button because the electric went out so I went over to the edge of the garage and I went to the door and they have that little latch and hooked it and uh, I reached up so I'm like this grabbing the door standing in the opening and all I remember is this huge flash and it felt like I got hit with a sledgehammer and I don't know how long I was out but I woke up on the ground like 12 feet back in the middle of the garage bay and when I woke up, it was scary. I, I kind of put together, it was lightning, and I, I couldn't feel my, my body the same way, and I felt like I could breathe really good. So I went run into the house, and I said to Jane, am I dead? Am I alive? I don't know what happened. But uh, I don't know if I actually got struck or if I grounded it, like if it hit the building and I just grounded it when it went down through. But that was a, a pretty scary experience. But I was thinking about it when I was preparing for this message, and this message, by the way, is called Finding God's Will. And I was thinking, wouldn't it be a much better story if I could say that right before that happened, like a minute before that happened, I was struggling with this decision, and I prayed, God, I'm kind of leaning towards A, not B. Would you give me a sign if I should do A? <laughs> That's how we want God to tell us His will a lot of times. Well, maybe not lightning striking you, but big, uh, clear signs like that, right? Well, he doesn't always do it that way. And in our message today, I want to answer some questions for us. I want to answer from the scriptures, um, is it even God's will to show us his will? Because sometimes we can feel like, you know, God, what do you want me to do? You're not telling me. I wish you could just come down here and tell me and it's almost like we can think of it like this divine Easter egg hunt where he's kind of hiding the, his will from you and you're, you're getting warmer, but I'm not telling you. And uh, I don't think that's the case. I want to show us today that from Scripture, we can know that God wants to show us his will. Think about it like this. Um, parents, if... If you look at it like this, you want your children to make right decisions, right? We do. We want our children to make right decisions. We want them to ask us what to do. We want to be there to guide them and lead them. Now, if, if my 13-year-old daughter, Gracie, came up to me in the house one day and said, Dad, there's this truckload of, of uh, teenage boys that pulled up into the driveway and uh, they're smoking some weird stuff, and they're throwing beer cans at the house, and they're cursing, and they're being really loud. And 
Daddy, I think they want me to go with them. What should I do? I don't know what to do. Like, what kind of dad would I be if I said, well, honey, you just need to, you need to chart your own course. You need to figure this out for yourself. I'm not going to tell you. This is something you need to just figure out. That wouldn't be very good, would it? We need to guide our children. And in the same way that we want to do that for our children, God wants to guide us. So God's not like that Easter egg hunt God. He's not the hot, cold God. He wants to show us what His will is. He cares about every decision that we make. He cares about the big decisions, and He cares about the day-to-day decisions in our lives. He really does. And so I want to show us today from Scripture that it is God's will to show us His will. A couple other questions I'd like to answer in this message. How can I find God's will? So if, if, it is, if He is willing to show us, how can we find it? And can we hinder ourselves from finding God's will? So let's just look at this first question for a few moments. How can I know that God will show me His will? As I already mentioned, He's a good Father. And it's consistent with a good Father to lead and guide and protect His children. He has a plan for us. And his word definitely confirms this. First scripture, I want to just go through a few scriptures quickly and comment on them. The first one I'd like to look at is Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, if we could have that projected. Ephesians 2, 10. It's one of my favorite passages. This passage says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I mean, look what this says. This says that you are God's custom-created workmanship. And you are created for a specific purpose or specific purposes that He had already planned before the foundation of the world, before you were even born. God had a plan for you. And, and He created you. He created each of us, our personalities, just the way we think, the way we we are the things we like for those specific plans. It's like a special tool that I might have in my garage that, you know, guys, sometimes you just need the right tool to get the right job done. And when you get that right tool, you, it's just, it works wonderfully. So each of you are created for special purposes. And it says in that verse that we should walk in them. So God wants you to know what you should do with your life because he wants you to walk in it he wouldn't just make us for purposes and then not tell us what to do another scripture I love that nails this down is Psalm 139 15 and 16 Psalm 139 15 and 16 says my frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret intricately woven in the depths of the earth your eyes saw my unformed substance this is This is the psalmist speaking to God in prayer, and this is truth for us to understand about ourselves as well. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. So God has, again, God has planned out our lives, His will for our lives, and it is His desire for us to walk in that will. He's designed it for us. Why wouldn't He reveal that path to us? 
One of my favorite scriptures, Psalm 32, 8. This one makes it very clear. God says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. God promises to show us the way, and he, he writes these things in His Word to us so that we can have faith and believe these things and then exercise that faith by believing, hey God, I know that Your Word says this, so I'm prayerfully asking and depending on You to show me the way. We're going to talk about prayerful dependence in a, in a few minutes, but His Word makes it very clear that it is His will for us to know His will. Psalm 1611, you make known to me the paths of life. It doesn't say you hide from me the path of life. You make it really hard to find. You make it known to me. And then finally, Ephesians 517 is super clear. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And you can't get clearer than that, right? It's a command. And God wouldn't give us a command that He wouldn't enable us to obey. So God says, understand what my will is. Okay, so is it His will that we know His will? Absolutely. But that leads us to the question, how how do we know it? Okay, we're supposed to understand it. Where do we find God's will? Where do we find it for our lives? Where do we find it for those decisions that we make every day? How do we find that? That's the question I want us to look at next. How can I find God's will? And there are three primary ways that I have found in Scripture to know God's will, to find God's will for our lives. And they are the Word, the Word of God, plus prayerful dependence, plus the Holy Spirit is leading. So I want to take some time to look at each one of these underneath the question, how can I find God's will? Now, God's Word is the primary way that He gives us to know His will. Sometimes, sometimes God is super clear about things when He wants us to know exactly what His will is in a very clear way. He makes it very clear. Kind of like getting struck by lightning. Kind of like a sign, but Think of a sign more like you're going down the road and there's a fork in the road. And there's a great big neon sign that says, God's will, this way. And a lot of times in His Word, we can see His will very clearly. So, let me give you a couple examples. Um, Let's say you're unmarried and you um, come to this fork in the road where you're alone with your girlfriend or boyfriend, you're not married, and let's just say you come to a place where you have an opportunity, opportunity to turn into the sexual realm. Now, thinking about Mark's message last week, God's will, God's word makes it very clear what you should do in that situation. And I don't know if Mark mentioned this scripture, but here's a road sign for that situation that's super clear. 1 Thessalonians 4.3. Now, look at how God says this. This is how clear he wants to make it. He says, for this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality. So you might be at that fork and you might be thinking, well, we're going to get married someday. I mean, it's... But that's sexual immorality according to God's word. 
It's his will that you abstain. It's like a big do not enter sign. So that's just a really clear example of God's will, which Scripture has a ton of them. I mean, there's another one in 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 5, verse 18. Um, we don't, sometimes we don't think about this, but God says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So what is God's will for your life? God's will is that you give thanks in all circumstances. God's will is that you abstain from sexual immorality. God's will is really every command in the New Testament for us. That's how he wants us to live our lives. And those are really clear. So a lot of times uh, we don't have a problem with those, but sometimes we, we forget about them. And I want to say that if, if this is all you do, if this is all we do, just these live by the Scripture, then we're going to be walking in God's will. But there are other decisions, right, that we have to make in life that you don't have a verse for, right? Like what if, you, what if you're graduating high school and you've got to figure out, like, what am I supposed to do? God, do you want me to be a plumber? Do you want me to be a, a librarian? What should I do? Should I go to school uh, to be a, a physical trainer or something like that? Should I be a missionary? Should I do both? What should I do? Which house should I buy? God's Word doesn't tell us last time I checked whether you should buy this house on that street or this house. Um, who, who should I pursue a relationship with in life? Um, should I pursue this person? Should I pursue that person? There are a lot of questions like that. Really, that, that the Scriptures don't have a verse 4. And sometimes, you know, doors open, and you think, oh, God opened this door for me. But, you know, I believe Satan can open doors too. And not every door that opens is from God. So, this door opens, this door opens, which one should I go through? I don't know. God, can you show me? How do we make those decisions? That's what I want to look at here, because some of them aren't as clear as the ones we have verses for. So, first of all, God absolutely cares about those decisions, and before we look at some verses that will help us make those decisions from his word, I want to say this. I heard someone describe it like this. I think it was really helpful. Um, and I think it's biblically accurate, which we're going to look at here in a little bit. We can think of God's will in really two different ways. Picture a dot, okay, a little dot right here, like on a piece of paper or a chalkboard. And then over here, picture a circle, okay? Sometimes... Sometimes we can think like of every decision that we have to make in life by thinking like, God, is this your will? And, and the answer is a dot. It's a very specific answer. And I have to get it exactly right or I'm not in God's will. I might be right here beside that dot like a fraction of an inch away, but I'm not in the dot, so I'm not in God's will. And sometimes God's will is like that, right? I mean, we just looked at some scriptures where very specific, it's a dot. You're either, you're either in or out. Like, it's like really precise. But other times, God's will is more like a circle where you're, you're still either in or out of a circle, but there's some freedom in there. There's, there's a boundary, and you can be outside of it, but there are opportunities in there that, that God's okay with. And sometimes when we think of these questions that maybe we don't have a verse for, I believe they're more like the, the circle a lot of times, where God's okay, there's some, there's some freedom to choose. He allows us that. 
freedom to choose in that circle. Now, you can still get outside of it. Um, you know, maybe you're thinking, like, what job should I have? And maybe you've been an alcoholic for 20 years and an open door uh, opens up a, as a bartender. Like, that's probably outside of the circle. But there's a lot of freedom in that circle for us. And if we think of every decision like a dot, that's high pressure. You can go crazy thinking like God's will that way. What socks should I wear today? The blue ones or the red ones? God, can you please show me? I don't know. You know, it's okay, probably. And if he wants you to wear the red socks for some reason, he's going to tell you. He'll make it clear. Maybe get struck by lightning or something, but he'll make it clear. He can do that. So don't get caught up in just high pressure, getting it exactly right every time, because I think a lot of times it's like a circle. We'll look at a verse in a little bit where I'll explain that a little more, but I wanted to explain that. I think that's helpful. Um, you think of it this way. Think of a father. Let's go back to the earthly father analogy, because God is our heavenly father. Think of a father or, or a mother who has only dots for their child. Like, I, you might call that strict. I call it a control freak, where like someone has everything super planned. You're going to, you're going to go to the bathroom at 9.15 and 4.15 every day. You're going to play baseball in Little League. You're going to get a 3.25 GPA. You're going to graduate from school on this date. You're going to um, be a... You're going to move to Homer City and be a trash collector for 30 years. You're going to retire from that job. And then you're going to work at Walmart as a greeter and wear a blue vest. And you're going to wear red socks to go with the not matching. But seriously, God is not like that. God, God is not a super control freak. He allows us some freedom. But nevertheless, I understand we still find it comforting to know, God, what should I do? Sometimes we just want him to tell us, right? Sometimes we're like that kid and we don't know and we just want, God, can you just lead me? Can you, can you guide me? Can you tell me what to do? So, even though a lot of these decisions aren't spelled out for us, I believe if God wants you to know exactly what to do, he'll show you. And here's how his word, we're, we're still talking about his word, here's how his word helps us in that. Even though we don't have a verse for it. Um... As we, as we absorb the Word of God, the, as you frequently and consistently read His Word over time and absorb it into your mind, God does this thing in our thinking where it's like a light bulb that gets brighter and brighter and it has this illumination effect on our thinking. See, this is the mind of Christ. That's what we have written here. We have God communicating to us through His Word how He thinks. And the more we understand how He thinks, the more we begin to think like Him. As long as we're reading with an attitude of submission. You can read it another way and not have that effect. But if you read with an attitude of surrender and dependence and submission and you consistently and frequently put this into your mind, it's going to have this illumination effect. Look at Romans 12 too. We'll have it projected up here behind me. This is, this is what this verse says, basically, what we've been talking about. 
that God's word will begin to sift out areas of thinking that don't align with his will over time. It filters it out. Romans 12.2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. This is exactly what we're talking about. Putting God's word in. Renewing your mind. Now look at the effect of this. That by testing, you may discern what is the will of God. What does discern mean? Discern just means to recognize, right? To figure out what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. I mean, they're like, accept, acceptable is okay. That's the circle. Perfect is the dot. Good, acceptable, perfect. You're going to be able to figure all that out. And the way you can figure that out, the way you can, Bible word, discern that is by knowing God's word. So to the degree we take God's word in, renew our mind, to that degree, we will know God's will. That's what this verse says. We will be able to discern it. And so that's, that's a great hope for us. That's a great promise for us. It's, it's, it's gonna, and, and discerning, guys, is like... You don't need to discern whether it's the will of God to indulge in sexual immorality. Because the Bible says it is. You don't need to discern whether it's the will of God to give thanks in all circumstances. Because... The Bible says it is. We don't need to discern whether it's God's will for us to grumble and complain and dispute because Philippians 2 uh, says it. It, it. It's not God's will for us to do that. And there are a lot of things we don't have to discern because it's written in black and white. We've got the signs. But he's talking here about the, the things that we don't have a verse for. And so it just has this effect on us where it sifts out over time, filters out all these thoughts and desires that we have that aren't in line with God's will. So basically, it, it conforms your will to God's will. It enlightens you. Um, Psalm 119, 130 tells us basically the same thing. It says, the entrance of your words gives light. The entrance of your words gives light. I was thinking about this verse, and I remembered one time uh, a while back, I, I'm an archery hunter, and uh, I was hunting in this really kind of remote for our part of the country, hollow, called Pine Hollow, um, and it's just a deep, rocky hollow, and I knew there were some really nice bucks back there, so I had a tree stand, I put it up back there, and I wanted to make a day of it, so I set this tree stand up. I spent all day in this tree stand. I didn't see anything. And just before dark, um, I saw a buck coming, but also behind this buck, I saw a huge black bear coming up through the hollow. And so I'm thinking, oh, I, uh, okay, I'm going to wait for this buck, and hopefully I get a shot. But the buck turned, and the black bear came. And the black bear was moving rocks and like picking grubs up and eating them. I got to watch him. It was really cool for a while. But he stayed there. I'm, I'm 20 feet up in this tree and this probably like big four or 500 pound black bear is down below me. And I'm thinking, I don't want to get out of this tree right now. Because I've had, I've had a few run-ins with bears and sometimes they run, but other times they don't. And so I stayed in the tree until I, and I, it got dark. 
and I heard him moving rocks, and I heard him moving leaves, and he wasn't leaving, and it was like 10 o'clock, and it had been dark for a long time, and, and he had gone, and I, I didn't hear him. So I get out of the tree, and I wasn't really familiar with this area, and I was probably a good half a mile off of a trail, and I go to get in my pack to get my light, and here I forgot my light. I didn't have my flashlight. And it was one of those nights, it was like super dark. And, and this was a while ago. This was before cell phones. So I didn't even have cell phone to, to give me light. And I, I had a hard time getting out of the woods because I tripped over, I think, every rock in, that was in front of me. I got caught up in briars. I was like, when I got out, I was all scratched up. And my clothes were ripped. I'd hurt my knee tripping on a rock. I broke my bow. It was a mess. <clears throat> I didn't run into the bear. But here's the thing. If I would have had a light, I would have saved myself a lot of problems, right? I wouldn't have, it wouldn't have had such a mess. I would have been able to see where to go to avoid danger and to see the, the safest route. The Bible tells us in Psalm 119, 105, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And that's the effect we're talking about here. The more we know God's word, the more we're going to be able to see to avoid danger the more we're going to be able to understand his will to go the right way. And, and another thing about a flashlight, too. Let's say I would add a flashlight. The thing doesn't light up the whole woods. I can't see everything out ahead of me, right? And a lot of times, that's how God reveals his will to us, step by step, just day by day. And so we don't always see as far as we want to into the future, but God will show us what we need when we need to see it. Now, because of that, because we can't see too far ahead a lot of times, you might think, well, should I still plan? Like, is it biblical to plan? Yes, the Proverbs tell us to plan. But here's how, just a quick kind of parenthetical statement, when we plan, we should do it with, it, with this in mind. We should hold our plans loosely because God may change them. And James 4, 13 through 15 tells us this. The verse speaks for itself. It says, Come now you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town, spend a year there, trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time, then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, If the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. So basically, we just have to have a willingness to surrender our plan to God and, and, a, and a willingness to say, God, I'm going to plan on doing this, but not my will, but yours be done. If this is a bad direction, change it. And if he does, we know that was his will. So that's his word. His word is the most helpful part of knowing his will. To the degree we know his word, to that degree we will know his will. There are two other ingredients in this formula, though, that I think are really important. And these are, aren't as long. We'll go through these more quickly. But the second one is prayerful dependence. It's an attitude. It's an attitude of prayerful dependence. You're making a decision, God, what do I do? And uh, it's just this attitude. And I see this attitude best in one of my favorite verses in Scripture. This is my go-to whenever it's just crazy and I don't know what to do. I, I always remember this verse. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. I know many of you have told me that this is one of your favorites as well. I just want to look at a little part of this. 
I'll read the whole thing. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. Now this passage, this is so helpful for decisions that we just aren't sure about and we don't have a verse for. Look at the first part of verse 6. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. That, that's, that's the main thing we need to remember here. You might think, this isn't really about prayer, Bob. Well, it is. Because acknowledging Him, think about acknowledging someone. You want to know what they say. You want to know, you're, I'm acknowledging you about this decision. We're acknowledging God. I look at this like tuning in to Him. And it says, in all, all of your ways. So God does care about every decision. In all of your ways, Tune in to him, ask him, communicate with him. God, what should I do? This is like, I think of this like a radio in a car. In, in the car, you can tune in to different frequencies, right? You might tune into a frequency in, in Johnstown. You might tune into one out of Pittsburgh. In, in the old days, we had these things called antennas, remember? And uh, like you had to, if you had an antenna on your radio in your house and you wanted to pick up a frequency out of Pittsburgh, you would have to point it toward Pittsburgh. And you wouldn't pick up Johnstown then. If you point the other way, you pick up Johnstown. And it comes through where you're hearing it clearly wherever you point it. Just think of your mind like an antenna. Think of it like a radio. We want to tune in to God in all of our ways. So if you had a car with those preset buttons on, you know, and you've got these different stations selected make sure that you've got God at number one and make sure that you're not forgetting about that always tune in to him that's what it means to acknowledge him in all of our ways in every decision we make and that's prayerful dependence is what that is God what should I do so God wants us to talk to him about everything and you might not want to say it out loud or people think you're weird you can but at least in our minds, we should be, God, what should I do in our thought life in this situation? And he, it's, look at the promise. Look at what the verse says. He will direct your paths. So we want to extend our, our antenna toward him. And by the way, if we combine one and two here, so we've got this formula, his word plus prayerful dependence plus his spirit. If we combine one and two, great things are going to happen. Look at this verse. Look at this verse from 1 John 5, verse 14. It says, And this is the confidence that we have toward Him, that if we ask anything, that's prayer, according to His will, remember, by the, to the degree we know His word, we know His will. So if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of Him. This is great. This is a great promise. This is motivation for us to continue to get to know God better so that we know how He thinks, so that we will know His will, so that we can pray according to His will, so that we can have prayers answered. That's an exciting life. So, just a, a prayerful dependence of the Lord, tuning into Him. And finally, the Holy Spirit. God's Spirit leads us and guides us, we're told in Scripture. Now, we won't have time to look at a lot of Scriptures that would be nice to look at, but basically, I want to look at one. Um, 
in a moment here, but imagine, I'm going to kind of give the context of the scripture. Imagine that, imagine what it was like to have Jesus as, as your friend on the earth. When he was here, he had those close to him. He had people who were his friends. And uh, I mean, it would be great if Jesus were here. You could just text him anytime, right? And say, Jesus, what should I do in this situation? And he would text you back and tell you. And you, could, it, you would know. Because Jesus was God in the flesh. And, and so he was going to leave, he said, back in John 14, and go to, to heaven after he rose from the dead. And um, they were worried. His friends were worried. What are we going to do? How are we going to know what to do? I mean, Jesus isn't going to be here. So Jesus said, he said, don't worry. And he told them in John 14, 26, what, what he was going to do for them. And this applies to us as well. He said, the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. And look at this. How does Jesus speak to us? How does God speak to us today? Primarily, he speaks to us through his word, right? This is God's message to us. So he is, Jesus is the word of God, we're told in John 1.1. 1, 1. The word, Hebrews 4.12, speaks to us, shows us what to do. And so it's like this. In the same way Jesus said to them, don't worry, Holy Spirit's coming. He's going to be in you. He's going to guide you because he's going to bring to your remembrance everything I've said to you. It works the same way for us. This is why I love this verse. You can, you can read God's word and you don't have to memorize the whole Bible. I mean, it's good to memorize, but you don't have to because what's going to happen is you're going to get into this situation, you're going to have this circumstance, and you're going to be like, what do I do, God? I've got to make this decision. And the Holy Spirit if you are prayerfully dependent upon him, will bring to your mind something that, that God has taught you in the past through his word that will help you, that will shine light, that will help you to make that decision, an informed decision. I love this verse. This is a verse I've memorized because I pray this verse all the time. And I want to tell you, God does not let you down. I will recall verses that I never, I didn't, I don't even know where that came from. I learned it in Sunday school and when I was eight. But God will bring it to your mind, and it really works. He does this. So this is a way that you can know God's will. Um, think of it like, uh, you know how you, sometimes your GPS is, you have to download maps into your GPS, and you have to kind of keep updating it because things change. Well, our circumstances in life change. And, and reading the Word is like downloading the maps into your mind. And the Holy Spirit's like that GPS that just comes out and tells you, turn right, 50 feet ahead. You know, He will do that for us. He, but you've got to give Him stuff to work with. The Spirit doesn't work apart from the Word. The Word is called the sword of the Spirit. The Spirit works with the Word. It's our responsibility to take in the Word, download the maps, keep them updated. It's His responsibility to bring it to our remembrance. I love that phrase in that verse. He will bring to your remembrance what I've said to you. He will do that. And that's one of the great ways that he shows us his will. Now, just to end, last few minutes here, I want to show us a few things that are hindrances for us. Hindrances to being able to see God's will. Because we can get in the way. We can do things 
that get in the way of God showing us his will. So can we hinder ourselves from finding God's will? Yes. And one of the biggest things for all of us that can hinder us from seeing God's will clearly is our own will, our own self-will, our own desires, our own feelings. We have to be willing to surrender those because if we don't, we're not going to see God's will clearly. We're going to get confused and we're going to wonder like if God's telling us this. You would be surprised how many people how many, how many people we as pastors have heard say over the years things like, God is telling me to pursue this other woman because I know she's going to make me happy, even though I'm married to this woman. God's telling me to get a divorce. I know it's his will. No, it is not God's will. It's your will. It's your feelings. And when we don't sacrifice those, we won't see God's will clearly. If we know Scripture, we'll know that's not his will. But so many times we can put ours up above his. I don't have time to read it, but let me just tell you about this story in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 42 and 43, if you want to look at it. The commanders of Israel, this is an illustration of this. The commanders of Israel, they, they wanted to go to Egypt. They wanted very badly to go to Egypt. And so they contacted the prophet Jeremiah, which was how God spoke to people in that day through his prophet. And they said to Jeremiah... We want to go to Egypt, but we don't know what God wants us to do, and we want to do what he wants us to do. So would you show us the will of God? That's what they said. And they said, we will obey it no matter what. So he told them very clearly, he said, this is the, thus saith the Lord, stay where you are. Don't go to Egypt. If you go to Egypt, I will not be with you, and you will die. What do you think they did? They went to Egypt. They went to Egypt because they really wanted to go to Egypt. And they kind of had a plan already to go to Egypt, but they were just hoping God would say go to Egypt. But when he didn't go to Egypt, they, they were like, well, I don't know if that's really God saying that. See, we can do that. We have to be willing to lay down our own will. And maybe you're realizing now, I think I'm off track. The great thing is we can change course anytime. We can change, you can change course today. They went to Egypt and died, so it was too late. None of us here are dead yet, so we have time. We can change. All right, so your own will, we, that's a big hindrance. Another one is busyness. Really, busyness, the busyness of life is a huge one. Um, think about, think about like we were talking about, like our minds and our thinking as the radio and the radio has the preset buttons of the stations you like. I mean, you might have preset buttons. In other words, like, what do you think about a lot? You might think about work a lot. You might think about number three, hobbies, a lot. You might think about school a lot. I don't know what yours are. You do, because it's what you think about. When we're tuned into those frequencies so much that we don't have time for God... Do you, you really think God's going to show you his will if you don't have time for him? See, the way we spend our time reveals what our priorities are in life. And God said, seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. He told Martha, he said, Martha, you're busy with so many things. There's only one thing is necessary. And it's the same for us. If we really tune into him and lay down our own will, 
We're going to hear them. But if we're too busy, then our minds get crowded out and we won't hear God. We won't be able to see what He wants us to do with our lives, what He wants us to do in that decision you have to make today. Finally, willful known sin. This is a big one. Willful known sin will keep you from seeing God's will. This means if you are sinning in some area in your life and you know it, but you're, you're continuing to do it, you will not see God's will. You just won't see it. It's, here's, here's what this reminds me of. Sometimes on Sunday after church, some guys and I will go riding ATVs. And um, I was looking for a reason to show you some of these videos of us riding. But this one fits. I'm, I'm not just showing it to show it. Uh, Thomas, can we, or Dave, can we pull up that first one? So this is, uh, this is me and Brendan Mayantic's rhino going through this mud hole. And if you'll notice, the windshield was just totally like covered with mud. So, hey, there's Luke. As we continue riding after this, it was hard to see. That thing didn't have a windshield wiper. And, you know, we're all over the road. We're going off the road, almost hitting trees and wrecking. And, and that's what it's like when you have willful known sin. It, it just muddies your lens. It just gets mud all over the lens of your life, the windshield of your life, and you can't see to stay on the path that God has created for you, and so you get way off track. Now, if we repent from willful known sin in our lives, then it's like Brendan got this new side-by-side. It's a razor. This thing has a windshield wiper, so it's got a clean windshield. And you can do all kinds of great things when you can see clearly where to go. And uh, so I got this other video that shows, this is last week, this is Brendan, and uh, this is how your life will be if you keep the mud off. There's Dawn, there's Bryce in the passenger seat, just loving it. So I'm telling you, it's, life will be exciting. It'll be exciting, it'll be risky, it'll be fun when we walk in God's will. Let's pray and have the band come up.